Don't put that in the show. Everything, everything is worthwhile. It's, it was a nice big man globular burp. It was a good one. It's, it's I could disgusting. see it. I could see it on the screen. It's because I'm a hungry. It was huge. It was like <laughs> it was like the blob. It's a, it's a four. Man. Remember that movie, The Blob? Yes, I re- do. They did a remake of it, and and they called it The Blob. Yeah. How original could that be? Yeah. Cheers. Cherries. <laughs> So it's the beginning of 2020, a new year, and Becky and I uh, thought it might be nice to kind of look back at what we've been doing with Bar Crow Radio over the last two years. Um, this is Bar Crow Radio number 75, and we're you know looking forward to doing 100 of these gosh darn things. Uh, and so we're going to s- use this episode to look back on what we've done. Is that, is that all right? Is that, it's fine with me. Can we do that? Are you, are you asking me? All right. I mean, since we're not I mean, even at a bar. You did ask me to already pick out some of the pieces that I like, so I, yeah. I obviously approve. Yeah. I think it's a great idea to look back, and I've enjoyed it. So we've received also a lot of uh, supportive feedback from different people, um, and some of them, I guess, are regular listeners. I, I Well, I know they are. They tell me they listen to it, to our podcast, and, and give us uh, some nice comments. We just got an email from Art Davis. He's a lyricist, musician, leader of the Evening Peace Band. He's also a health guru. He does kind of healthy stuff. Cool. And he really liked our last conversation at Five Napkin on inanimate objects. And he just wrote me just recently. He says, quote, Indeed, since everything is a form of energy, so too are so-called inanimate things. He was kind of supporting this idea that our our dolls, our stuffed animals are are kind of real to us. Well, a lot of people, um, groups of people, societies have absolutely believed that uh, inanimate objects had a spirit. And that was uh, Barco Radio number 74. So take take a listen to that. And um, I captured uh, Alexa. And had her. Yeah, that was the best Im- part. I love that. Invited her into the program. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Okay. So the show has changed over the last two years, and now we alternate a more formal, uh, formalish interview, a conversation with invited guests, with our other other week in which Alan and I we just hang out at Five Napkin and we have a drink and we talk about you know whatever catches our imagination. But you know, Alan always comes up with some little thing he's looked up and. He brings that. Yeah, for some reason, you seem to think that's unfair. That I not can't do that. Not at all. No, I think it's I think great. It's no, interesting no, Interesting what you can find on the internet. You misunderstand. I think it's great. I love and it. And I want, I want to do a shout out again to Five Napkin on West 84th Street. Julio, the manager there, has been really great to us. And the bartenders, we had Josh last week. Was it Josh or John? Jo- Julian, Josh, Josh. Oh, it was started sugar. with a J. Oh, sure. James. Oh, James. Thank James. you. I should remember that. That's my brother's name. It was James, right? Geez Louise. Yeah, and, and we have. Uh, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Jaylene. Jo- Jaylene. Yeah. I keep calling her Jolene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the manager there, not not just Julio, but the other manager. Right, really he always wears a nice shirt. Good care of. Okay. Takes good care of us. So, what are we looking at? We're looking at a conversation that we had, a funny conversation where we shared with a, a bar patron, mm-hmm. uh, just talking about words and long words. Mm-hmm. And so, we both kind of found some um, things to talk about and brought it to the table. And uh, this is what it sounded like, I guess. Yeah, the long, longest words. Here we are. This is from episode six of Bar Crow Radio talking about 
words. Remember? Yep. We were talking about strange words. Remember I told you I, you know, was looking up words for my students for their, uh, their vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And I came across, okay, here's the question. What is the hardest word to pronounce in the English language? I, I, I know that word. It's anti-disestablishmentarianism. No. No. Sorry. No, what is it? Sorry. I'm sorry. That word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm, not I'm familiar sorry. with that word. That's, that's, that's two words. I found a longer word than the one you found. All right. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay, here goes. Yeah, I, I broke it up for you, so it'd be easy I to see. say. <laughs> No new mono ultra microscopic silico volcano coniosis. Yeah, no, no. Oh, you're going to try to? Okay, go yeah, ahead. No neomo mono ultra microscopic silico volcano coniosis. Very good. We have Very no good. idea what it means. No, it's a disease. Okay, some kind good. Of a eye disease or something. It's, it's a, and, and it stays for a long time. Okay, I found. You have it? I, I, I found a word that is the longest word in the English in the, in the English language. Really? It's a, over 189,000 wor- letters, letters long. Letters, letters. 189,819 wow. letters long. And it takes three and a half hours to say. And I found a guy actually saying it. Here, here, here he is. This is on YouTube, and I watched it for about three or four minutes of him doing this. And three and a half hours? And then, of course, I fast-forwarded, and there's a flower next to him, and this flower gradually dies as he goes through this word. And I, I think this is a um, Buddhist... Um, you know, meditation system, right. um, method. But it's a three and a half hour YouTube video I think in which this guy is not you knew he's needed. Can you imagine? You could go, you, it'll put you right to sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like it. Uh, well, I think he mispronounced. I heard something right <laughs> ah, there. Right, right <laughs> there, right there. Let yeah, me, I'll right, play it, I'll play it, it back. Again. Yeah. There it is. That's it. No, 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 that's ah, not right. He yeah, got he that mispronounced wrong. it. He okay. got it wrong. Three and a half hours, and he kind of he fucked it up. And talking about fucked it up. Oh yes, that that was something else we talked about with Adam, right? right? Yeah. About how uh, words have uh, there's different different forms of the word fuck. Yep, yep, yep. And And different like uh, the Klingons had a word for it, and yeah, and and, and, um, so I I came up with variations. Because you can't say it on TV, so they used to make up words for it. Right. Yeah. So you you say oh. Oh, frickin', oh, frickin'. Freck, yeah. Oh, frack, oh, frack oh. that, or frell that. Or friggin', or yeah. flippin'. Flippin'. So all, uh, these, all these weird words. So that's what we were talking about with Adam, uh-huh. was these kind of weird things that happen. Now we mispronounce words. Did yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that it's not daylight savings time? It's daylight saving time? I've always said it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not electoral. It's a electoral. But Why? I don't know. Electoral. Right, and everyone knows this one. It's not nuclear. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, President Bush. Nuclear. We all learned that, yeah. Nuclear. Nuclear. Nuclear, okay. So, um... Okay, wait, wait, wait. This is what I want to know, honey. Here, he's he's still going. (laughs) (laughs) Let let him go. Yeah, he's just going to keep going for three and a half hours. Okay, I know what posh means. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it. The acronyms. Port out... Starboard home. It's very posh. You have to go port out and starboard home. What does that mean, though? Does that mean if you're not, that means you're in the wrong marina? Well, you're posh, like in the poor marina. I the, guess. the people that were the wealthy ones, they were <laughs> able to look at the port going out 
I know, I understand that. Right. But how could somebody, doesn't everybody go out the same way? And so if you don't go out that way, then that's the... It depends on which side of the you're ship just you're not on. Posh. Like it's the side of the ship you're on. I heard that's not even true, though. I that was made up later. I don't get it. Okay. Right. I, I guess I don't go on. Transition. Here we go. I'm going to put so, on my sexy So we just voice. talked about fuck and frickin' and frell yes, and posh and all. Okay. Okay, okay, go. Go. We will be right back with a special interview with a most interesting clown named Popo as we continue our segment on unsolved clown murders. Mm, we'll be right back. So there, there, there you go. That uh, I'm, I'm sleeping right now. So <laughs> I, I just fell asleep listening to that again. No, no, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. No, when that guy was reading the longest word, are you kidding? That's just perfect for putting you to sleep. Yeah, that you know, I've been listening to Thunder lately. Thunder yeah, and Lightning yeah, to put yeah. to sleep. Maybe I'll just put on that word. I'm telling you that. You know, you pay, I pay a, a service to have these songs on my phone. I mean, not songs, rather. These sounds on my phone. Yeah. I, I'm just going to add him okay, and, and right. get it for free. On that same show, we had an interview. This is episode six with Brad Garoon, who is an expert in burgers in the city. That's one of the things he does. Mm-hmm. And with Mike Tenzio, who Can't, is Alan, a, a producer. Alan, you, you didn't listen closely to the one we just did. What? It's Tenzillo. Tenzillo. Yeah. What did I say? Ken, Tenzio. Tenzio. Like oh, Spanish, I, I did guess. the Spanish one. Yeah, it's right. Italian. Uh, well, well, Mike Tenzillo is a uh, technical director, senior lighting technical director at Blue Skies Studio, Blue Sky Studios. And they're also producers of Too Old to Date. And we invited them on this early episode to talk about dating because I said we don't date anymore, but they really yeah, disagreed right? with me. Yeah, they so did. They took my side. Here's, here's uh, Brad Garoon and Mike Tenzillo. So the show started uh, about a year ago. Um, this was after I had gotten married rather young, and uh, I um, was about in my early 30s when I got divorced. <laughs> so um, at that time, I, I'd been dating in the 90s and um, just got back in the online game in the modern age, and I found myself feeling very out of place and very unaware of what I was doing. And uh, luckily for me, I had my best friend Brad with me, and he kind of shepherded me along the way a little bit. Did he guide you? He did, cause I, and I just kept saying that I feel too old for this. Like, it feels, uh, I, I, I skipped all that middle part between um, talking, uh, like, calling a girl's house and having to talk to, like, her dad on the phone. <laughs> no. To just, like, you swiping. Not, you didn't. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I met my ex when I was 19, and so... You know, I, I went from that to Tinder, and that's that's a that's a, an abrupt change. And, and, and so. I, I want to talk I about guess. Tinder because that's a wonderful, magical place that I don't know what it is. And that is the tip of the iceberg too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We actually do catch a lot of heat about the title of the show. Yeah, it's um. something we came up with like very on the spot. We needed to buy a domain name <laughs> and uh-huh. put something into iTunes. <laughs> we bought so, yeah. Bar Crawl Radio. Yeah, perfect. But um, but a married couple like us, we're not dating. We don't. Date. Sure, you are. I, I like I, we, we overheard your conversation earlier, and we All finally right, sided right. against you. Alan. <laughs> All right. M- most most times that's the <laughs> case. It's, it's always yeah. best to side with the woman. Yeah. yeah. So, so I so I get what you mean. Wink, wink. How'd you come <laughs> up with the idea? I mean, I mean, it's just this this kind of thing between the two of you. And Ooh, we, we, but yes. why podcast? Um, when we decided it was too expensive to do the web show, I suggested we do it as a podcast. Mike thought I meant. Like, I thought he meant like a call-in dating advice. 
podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. But neither and of you us. You weren't interested in that. Well, uh, I, uh, no, no, because those exist. Right. And it would have been a disaster because yeah. we're not good at dating. We're certainly not experts at dating. The whole show well, but, is about how we're tragic. Right. So your advice could be, well, look, I don't know what to do, but I can tell you what not to do. Sure. Except in my personal life, I'm only telling people what to do and then I'm just ruining their lives. So we just wanted to, we thought, okay, sad comms as they are sad comedies are really big right now and we'll, we'll write a show about that and okay. there are no scripted comedy podcasts about mm-hmm. regular life so that, that's, that's why I didn't at. fully get Brad's idea like when he first it. said it it was uh, it was just it's something that doesn't exist and so we kind of and, um, and o- over the um, episodes that you've done there is a change in the style just like the mm-hmm. change in bar crawl radio we changed our style here so you have brought in more professional actors yeah I mean I could hear it I could hear the, the change well, one of the biggest things that we said going into this is this is kind of an undiscovered genre of podcasting. And so we were going to be very open to trying new things, experimenting with things. I know in the first season we had an episode that we thought was going to kill. We're like, this is, we wrote it and we were so excited about it. And then, uh, and then we did it and it was the worst review dead, show we've dead, ever done. Oh, really? Dead. People hated it. Oh, wow. Just, yeah, yeah. And so we've, we've learned from that and, and we're working on the fourth season now and uh, we've, we really think we're 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 getting we're getting good. We're yeah, getting better at this. we're sort of. Well, it's a learning curve. Can I, can I tell you Absolutely. one thing that I re- I really liked about it is the narrator. Do you keep the narrator? We kept her for a while. Um, we're, like Mike said, we're working on the fourth season now. We just lost her because she decided to. I don't want to throw her under the bus, but I feel fine doing that actually. <laughs> okay. That. Well, you don't have to name names. Wait, no, of wait, course not. no, but this is on our show. Go ahead, do we, it. We don't, even, we don't even honestly, we don't no. even credit her with her real name because she's very protective of her privacy. Oh. But mm-hmm. very uh, interesting voice, though. So she has a really interesting background. She was born in Sri Lanka. She grew up in London. Spent a lot wow. of time growing up in the Canary Islands, mm-hmm. and then a little, and then was in Connecticut, and then here. So. In that same vein, now she spends, I'm not joking, weekends in Africa visiting friends and the week here. Weekends in Africa? <laughs> and so she doesn't have time. Oh, to it takes time. a weekend to go I, to Africa. Exactly. I want to cry. Yeah. I want to go to Africa so badly. She's doing three-day weekends in Africa. So we lost her. We have a new narrator. We think she's mm-hmm. great. We'll see what other people feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we came up with a pretty good in-story reason for the narrator to change. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you what I, what I, liked, what I liked about the narrator. It was kind of like the, the restaurant on the other side of the universe mm-hmm. thing that you did, mm-hmm. in which you know you have these two people that are talking and they're relating, and then and then the narrator comes on and says, "A fly flew over the beer and landed inside, but they didn't notice. <laughs> this changed everything forty years later." Exactly. I, first off, I That's love I love that, that kind of stuff. Did you write that? Yeah, well, yeah we, one of us did. Yeah, well, <laughs> it gets lost <laughs> as to who did what, but yeah. Do you um, still do that? Yeah, in yeah. fact, we've d- we started doing it more. Nice. I'm, I'm going to give a little spoiler. Do, yeah, yeah, do go that. For it, Mike, Mike uh, we, we show Mike on a date once uh, in this season, mm-hmm. and then he explains part of the date to me, and it's different. And so we just today, we were like, well, I don't know if it tracks. Are people going to understand? No, the narrator's going to come on and disagree with Mike. Mike doesn't know the narrator is disagreeing with him, but she comes on. Oh. Mike is an unreliable <coughs> narrator. What, one of our inspirations for the narrator was, I don't know if you've ever seen um, the Will Ferrell movie. Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction. Um, but it, it's the Emma Thompson voiceover kind of narrating his life as he's doing it. And, uh, this kind of meta narration. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're commenting I on like what's going that. On. And we, we, we definitely think of the narrator as a character in the show, as a character in the universe, right. as somebody who's got a voice and a personality and a little bit of sass. And now a time. boyfriend. And now a boyfriend. <gasps> I know what you should do. I have an idea. Well, the narrator has a boyfriend. That's why she's no longer our yeah, narrator. She's <laughs> no, no, but that should be part of this. Well, it's yeah. funny because she has a twin brother in real life, and we thought about bringing him on instead because his voice is very similar, but yeah. he also is. 
But that'd be great for the narrator to have his own side story. Mm -hmm. I have an idea, though. Yeah, shoot. The mother as the narrator. (laughs) The brother as the narrator. No, right now. The ex-girlfriend as the narrator. (laughs) We get a little bit of Rashomon going on. Yeah. Right. Um, In episode number 14, um, I came across a very interesting tidbit in the news, which I couldn't believe. Since then, it's kind of come out as something that is really going to happen. But before I reveal it... Right. Uh, I've heard about that. I know. I've heard about it's that like and how other countries are upset. And yeah, I'm but not, let's, let's not reveal it. I don't quite it. get it. I, I, don't, I don't get it either, but... No, I won't reveal it. This, this is a very interesting decision made by our great leader. Well, Becky, I, I wanted to uh, share with you something. Something happened today... Um, and we usually don't talk about the great leader. I mean, we try to oh have a God. Trump, a Trump-free program. <laughs> why? But why? Some, something happened. I want to. I want to play this for you. Oh no, please. Um, so, so here, here's a statement that he made yesterday. This brought me down. Um, and I, I thought it was something. At, when I first heard it, I thought it was something out of Mad Magazine. And here it is. Very importantly, I'm hereby directing the Department of Defense and Pentagon to immediately begin the process necessary to establish a Space Force as the sixth branch (laughs) of the armed forces. That's a big statement. We are going to have the Air Force, and we are going to have the Space Force. Because the aliens, right? Separate but equal. Oh, my gosh. There you go. We're, we're going to have the new Trump Space Force. His royal clownness. And, wow. and, and I think I want to become, a, I want to be a space cadet. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, it's because it's, it's, it's weightless out there, Let's so I don't have to lift anything. Let's send in our application. To be a space cadet. We mu- we'll have to get in shape, but I think we should send in our application <laughs> and we can... <laughs> yeah, oh I, I couldn't gosh. believe it. I mean, I heard it this morning. I went, well, what is that? Is that a joke? Do, does anybody, Especially when he says it. Doesn't anyone separate talk but to equal? Him? Doesn't he have people? Doesn't he have handlers that talk to him? Is he uh, President Trump? I'm not sure if that's such a. Yeah, well. uh, you know, it's maybe it's just not the time. I think it's, it's enough not, on it's Trump. It's too early. You're mm-hmm. way ahead. You're, yeah, okay, that's enough. Enough on Trump. It's like it's just this one coming up next is um, something that I brought to the table. I think because um, I've been teaching my children uh, collective nouns, mm-hmm. my students rather collective nouns, and um, I just found this. Um, this piece that I thought was this this publication that I thought was very funny, and so I shared it with you about about the coll- collective collective nouns, nouns yeah uh, of of animals of animals and then yes we, of animals and then we riffed on it and took exactly. it a little further and then again this is also in episode number fourteen about margaritas and drinks what are you drinking there sweetie I'm drinking Tito's and vodka in a tall glass with extra lime sounds good and I, we we learned that Tito's is from Texas oh see I didn't even know that and it's gl- it's, it's gluten free. Oh, that's nice. It's so healthy. But isn't all uh, alcohol gluten? No, I guess not. None of it's made with the... I'm drinking Bell's Double Two Hearted beer. Uh And it's just, I had like three sips and I'm feeling a little... Oh, gosh. 11%. It has two and a half times the regular hops. So it's really, really bitter if you like that kind of bitter beer. And it's uh, pumped up to 11% uh, alcohol. Um, and, and it's from. And it's from, and I, I won't be able to do this real quickly. So here we go. So we and should it's keep from. Talking. Yep. Oh, yep, yep, yep. It's from Kalamazoo, yeah, Michigan. Here we go. Everyone up and dance. 
B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I got a gal in Kalamazoo. I've always loved that song. Uh, okay, okay. If you want right, so to listen to more of that, you can. So that, that, that's um, what I'm drinking. Bell's Double Two-Hearted. And, uh, whoa, I'm, I'm taking it slow because oh we have an god. hour here. Oh, my God. Yeah. No more that near beer for you. Okay, so I have something for you, honey. All right. I'm ready I don't for know anything. if you're uh, aware of this, but when you're talking about groups of animals, there's certain, um, you know, words, certain adjectives that you use, you know, like a flock of birds, right? Right? Yep. But all animals have different, different adjectives, right? That describe ever heard them in groups. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So See, I um, am prepared. It actually dates back to the 15th century. It was first published in a book called Saint Albans, which is a was a three-part book on hawking, hunting, and heraldry. How alliterative those 15th century mm-hmm. people were. Mm-hmm. And so they. Okay, so here's some of the, the examples. Of co- these are called collective names. Collective names, yeah. Co- right. like collective, you know, an- collections of animals. Right. Right? And um, it was, you know, this list was recopied, but there's not any evidence that it was ever really used. It may, I don't know, it may have been a humor, 15th century humor, but in any case. For example, uh, do you know what a group of ravens is called? Uh, raging ravens. An unkindness. So unkindness of ravens, you right. would say, and a murder. Which is described, kind of describing ravens. Well, they, some of them are descriptive. Some of them you kind of go, um, okay, I don't get that. But a murder of crows. Right, that's okay. a good one. A turmoil of porpoises. Yeah, that sounds right. A cloud of grasshoppers. That sounds scary. Right. Um, I like this one. A busyness of ferrets. Right. Um, and here's an obvious one, an obstinacy of buffaloes. <laughs> I, <can laughs> I mean, look at those buffaloes. They, you know, obviously, they're obstinate. Obstinate, yeah. But I don't think they... Ha- do you think they had buffaloes in 15th century Europe? Well, anyway, a kaleidoscope of butterflies. Beautiful. Or you could say a flutter of butterflies. Yeah. Or a rainbow. A rainbow of butterflies. butterflies. It's a group of but butterflies. The thing that the reason that I'm bringing this to you today mm-hmm. to talk about it is because I was really excited. This is the most descriptive collective that I have come across, and that is, if you think about our government, mm-hmm. a Congress of baboons. Right, Congress of baboons. Yes. Yes. Which, which, which makes a lot of sense. And so I, I came up with my own. I know I knew you, you did. Do this. I know you so did. So I, I came up with a, ti- <laughs> a tirade of Trumps. Exactly. And uh, to describe the bushes, a blather of bushes, a mm-hmm. uh, clap of Clintons. Oh, you're being very alliterative, alliterative too. <laughs> a clap of Clintons. Right. I don't, that's not nice. Right. An obstruction of, con- of Connells. An obstruction of, con- of right. Connells, yeah. And maybe this is the best one. A mulling of Mueller's. I don't know. I don't you know, because he's kind of mulling oh, around. Oh, mulling around. Okay. Right, right. And a critique of wives. So there's, you know. Oh, okay. I think well, I'll stop there. Okay, no. I, you're going to go into husbands and wives and men and women? Okay, how right. about a non-committal of men? <laughs> which brings us to the next topic, which is something we want to continue to talk about on Barco Radio, because Rebecca and I have been married for a long time. We have a successful marriage. Some people have come up to us and said, how do you do it? How have you stayed together? You don't want to say how Especially many years? Especially with that man. You don't want to say it? You, um, uh, you, you're it's, concerned I, I, about I don't want to say it because I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> well, it's not hard to remember, honey, because we, like we were born. We were born. We were born together. We were married. 
15 years. No, we, we were 20, married. We, 25. In, in 1980. 80 years. So that's easy. 80. 80. Okay. Makes, okay, so this is 18, 2018. Right, 38 We're coming up on 38. Years? And on, on the 22nd. Holy moly. What's the date today? Today's the 19th. Oh, gosh, a few days. So, so we, we have kind of the corner on... And, and here, here's the title of this section, yeah. How to Have a Perfectly Adequate Marriage. Exactly. So we're going to give advice on advice. how to have a perfectly adequate marriage. And, and, but we, we couldn't think of any, so we went to the Reader's Digest. <laughs> and the Reader's Digest had, had this article called 28 Marriage Tips from Grandma You'd Be a Fool Not to Follow. And everyone knows the Reader's Digest, unlike the president, tells the truth. Also in that episode, number 14, we had a very interesting conversation, probably one of the most interesting conversations we had. I agree. With Gabrielle Salfati and Marina Sorochinsky, who are both professors at John Jay College. Now, Marina has moved on to someplace else, but at the time, she was a professor in criminal justice, criminal justice studies uh, at, um, at John Jay College. And they're both experts in serial killing, serial killers. They're the sweetest, yes. beautiful young ladies... And they're experts in serial killing. Yes, right. And I just was kind of embarrassed listening back on it because I would come up with my, my questions based on what I'd heard on um, you know, podcasts or TV, and they'd be so polite, and they'd say, well, no, that, you know, that's, that's not, not quite that right. Quite, yeah, yes, it's but, a lot bloodier than that. Yeah, that's that. very interesting. But right. uh, <laughs> And here they're, they're having a conversation about how rape and murder is, is, is investigated differently in different areas of the world and why. Do criminal offenders change from one country to another? Um, that was actually a, a key question that a, uh, a colleague of mine... Uh, well, I saw it in a paper that yeah, you, you had he, written. Yeah. The, he asked me, we went, to a, we, went, we went to a seminar, actually, that the FBI had organized back in 2005, and they, they were gathering experts from all over the world um, who had been involved in some aspect of investigations to do with serial homicide. They could have been investigators, judges, reporters, um, uh, writers, scientists, psychologists. And they got us all together in a room and they started asking us questions saying, you know, we're many years on from the original work that we did in the FBI. We're, and we know that there were issues at the time and we, we need, like any science, we need to develop it. Where are we at now? And so um, as we were talking about this, and this is out there for, for people to look at, but a colleague of mine actually who was working at the time, who was an investigative psychologist, you asked me earlier, do, do we still stay in touch? Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and he was an investigative psychologist. Uh, he's actually a psychologist who was doing investigative psychology in South Africa, and he, he was an investigator as well. And he said, well, this is all very nice. You know, we're talking about the U.S., we're talking about the Western world, and we have people coming over and training us to do our jobs. But I can tell you that things are very different in South Africa. And so I said to him, I said, okay, well, you know, if, if that's what you think, I, I think that's, you know, I don't know anything about South Africa. Let us come over and let's look at it. And he said, absolutely. And we actually did something that was quite unprecedented. And at the time, actually, Marina was, was part of this. She was a student at the time, and she came with me to South Africa. I actually left her to do the work. Um, Best field tree. What did you do while she was doing the work? I went safari. Yeah, I went on a safari. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Uh, but I came back eventually once they'd done the work to actually then, you know, just put the take cherry the credit. on top. Yeah, take the credit. Um, no, they were collecting the data. So there was a group that was a, they were collecting the data. And what they did was actually, um, uh, what they actually did was to... Um, 
They gave us access to every single serial homicide case that had ever been investigated in South Africa, which is unknown. Oh, we my always, goodness. We always work with samples, you know, um, small groups. And based on that, we did a bunch of papers. And Marina and I wrote a lot of these together. And that's where a lot of our ideas started to really come to fruition and, and develop. And we saw these patterns of inconsistencies and some consistencies happen. And, um, and the interesting thing was, so yes, it was completely different in South Africa from what it was in the States. But How what was so? really interesting, so the, we're talking about, again, the individual behaviors that offenders were engaging in. But what was really interesting was that when we actually started to look at it, it was the same. And I can give you some examples if you oh, want. Oh, sure, yes. Um, so, so one of the things that, and actually that's one of the big projects that we have sort of put together now, we, we work on um, sex workers who've been killed. So that's one of our key interests because it, it's a very high, highly vulnerable group that nobody really looks into. And so, we so someone prays, there are people that prey on sex workers? Yes, and mm -hmm. so that's really our focus at the moment. So we're looking at that and I've done some original work um, and, you know, when you look at someone uh, who's a sex worker who gets killed, um, Normally she operates in a secluded area. Someone will come up to her in a car, ask her to come into the car, drive her away, seclude her, kill her, dump her body. And they're the, they're avoiding, the sex workers are avoiding police anyway. So Exactly. Yes. So they're normally working in, you right. know, right. areas of town where they will not be looked at. And so... And there's somebody who will go willingly to a secluded area with a stranger. Exactly. And right. then there will be some kind of exchange of money. So that would be the individual behaviors that would happen in these crimes. Now, when we look in South Africa, we're trying to look at the same thing to see, is there the same pattern? And, and what we found was, no, sex workers weren't being targeted. Almost and none. we thought, almost none, which we thought was very, very interesting. But when we then started looking at what the offender was doing and the pattern it was almost exactly the same. But instead what they were doing is that they were targeting women who were looking for work and they were offering them work, like basket weaving, for example. Now, instead of getting into a car, because people are very poor and they don't have their own cars, they were asking these women to go on public transport with them and they would ride across, you know, for miles. Then they would get to a small village and they would say, you know, I'm just going to go to this other village with you and I'm going to give you a job. We're going to have to cross um, this field. And so she would go with him, i.e. to a secluded area for an exchange of money where he would rape and murder her and dump her body. So the victims were different. The area was different. The approach. The, well, everything that he did, the underlying pattern was yes. very similar. And that was what's really interesting. So... Um, but so that kind of fueled a lot of our research in terms of our, we both have, you know, we're both, we've, we've both lived all over the world. And so we have an international interest, but also we then started focusing a lot more on sex workers because they are such a highly vulnerable group. Did you know that the second most likely cause of death for a sex worker is murder? Second most likely. First is drugs. Yeah. Okay, so this next one is episode 16, and it goes into 19. Um, I think it's it's pretty apparent when you listen to the uh, the podcast uh, exactly what happened. I didn't understand what Nathan Lentz was saying because he was talking too well, fast. Well, who's Nathan Lentz? Oh, well, Nathan Lentz 
is uh, a doctor. He works at the um, John Jay College. Um, He's um, in the science department. In the science department. He's a science guy. And he does a podcast. He's written a book about junk DNA. His podcast is uh, The World of Humans. Right. So I was, podcast. I was listening to his podcast before our interview with him. Right. In which he interviews experts in different fields of science. Exactly. Right. And one of those podcasts in particular was on DNA and junk DNA specifically. Mm-hmm. And he and the person he was interviewing were talking too fast, um, which I say you'll hear in just a minute. And so I did something kind of funny. So Yeah, you, you played you played around with Nathan Lentz's sound. I did, I did. And then and then and then we got a little payback to ourselves. We did. We did turn turnabout is fair play, we figured. All right. So this is from episode sixteen and then episode nineteen. But I have to tell you a a, a secret. Mm-hmm. So I your book was really um, very approachable. Good job. So I listen to a lot of your podcasts, and they're, they're pretty much, you know, I can follow them, okay? But there was one on the DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I forget the name of the doctor you, you interviewed. Dan Grower. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so what happened was is that you guys were talking too fast for me. <laughs> it was just really too fast. So you know what I did? You know how you can change the speed? And oh. I kind of did it accidentally. To halftime? I did. Oh, that's funny. And you, it was very funny. You should listen to yourself, Hespi, because you all sounded totally drunk. You when I sounded drunk, yeah, that's yes. what I'm imagining. But when I edit this, really I'm going to put it though. in. It's really funny. Oh, that's great. I'm going to have to go home and try that. You have to listen to <laughs> it. You have, you have I always your, wondered how I sound drunk. You have your drunk history? Yeah. No, I have watched drunk history. It sounds yeah. like well, drunk history. Oh, but you're great. actually much more intelligent than the people on drunk history. <laughs> but even like, and especially when someone's laughing, mm-hmm. it's like, and welcome to This World of Humans. I'm your host, Nathan Lentz. Your producer is Sam Anderson. And today we're going to talk about our genomes. Sam, I'm sure you know what a genome is. Yeah, it's something to do with our DNA. That's right. It's the full complement of DNA inside each one of our cells. I'll have to, I'll have to suggest cells. that to my listeners if but they're if they're having a hard time following. Just be, try it and it'll slow it down. And it will work because when you slow down, I was I I, I grasped. It. Well, it's you're not the first person to say that I speak too fast. Even after 20 years of teaching, I sometimes. Uh, am Okay, okay, that's Earl's World by Charles Tolliver, and we are Bar Crawl Radio, coming to you from island to island. Yep. Hi, yep. I'm Becky, Hi. Rebecca. And I'm Alan, and uh, i got to lower the sound here a little bit, it's we're coming out a little hot. We don't have any... Well, it's a hot night, honey. Yeah. If someone's listening, they want to call me. And you know my number. Let me know. <laughs> I. And if your name is Barbara Winton? Well, no, I don't know if Barbara's listening. But I think <laughs> Sam... Sam, my bowling buddy, is um, <laughs> is listening. So, um, Sam, of course, you Sam doesn't That's have my one. number. Yeah, he doesn't have my number. 
I'm uh, not going to give my number out. Not much he can do. You can no. give your number out. No, I'm not going to give my number out. There might be somebody listening. One person, you know, who can call you and let and you give, know. And just give my number out? Yeah. But, I mean, this is going out, like, to the universe. I'm getting calls from Martians. Okay. I should really do Are You give your number out. In episode 29, uh, I featured my experience of being with and uh, spending time with the Witness Against Torture people in Washington, D.C. for one week in January, in which they protested throughout the city the uh, incarceration of the um, uh, prisoners in Guantanamo. The continued The continued incarceration right? without a trial. And they um, protested all over the city. I put together uh, four episodes in which I covered what was going on and then uh, that what was going on that week. And then on Friday night, or was it Saturday night, Becky came down to Washington, D.C. We went to the Iron Horse Tap Room Bar and we had a bar crawl radio conversation. Four of the members of Witness Against Torture came to that conversation. Josie, Josie Seltzer, Chris Brandt, Michael Fiella, and Paulette Schrader. And in this, you're going to hear them talking about the death of Yemeni children by U.S. bombs. This is, this is not a happy one. Sometimes at bar crawl radio, we do go to the darker side. We get serious. Yeah, we get serious. Yeah. So here's from episode 29. One of your actions that you that uh, witness against torture has is to get arrested for violating some un, ununderstandable laws. And I wondered if you could talk about some, um, maybe one of the most significant actions, maybe the one for the Supreme Court. Were you there, Mike? I was. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So um, we were highlighting and raising up the people of Yemen as well as the nine men who were uh, who died at Guantanamo Bay Prison. So think about nine men who never got to be um, with their families and dying at Guantanamo. So we had a die-in in front of the Supreme Court of those nine men, as well as, uh, I think, 34 uh, backpacks, blue backpacks, representing uh, the children who were bombed with a Lockheed 500-pound bomb um, this uh, past, I believe, was it uh, August? Um, That's right. So Voices with Creative for Creative Nonviolence, Kathy Kelly and Brian Terrell were with us for this whole week. They had started earlier for a week-long fast in New York City, and so they came down to join us. And so in front of um, the Supreme Court, we highlighted those two connections that in the Middle East, not only have we taken men and put them in Guantanamo Bay prison and tortured them and nine of them died, but also we uh, support war crimes and war atrocities in Yemen um, by continuing to fund uh, that war by um, selling them the bombs that are killing their people. Uh, I've, I've been embedded with you. I know Paula wants to say something. Well, just with, with uh, especially with Saudi Arabia, who is one of our allies, and, and with the UAE. 
uh, who were, I think, most directly associated with dropping the bomb. Yeah, I, I, I and it's, it's all it's 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 all too much to take. I, I wondered. One of the things that I got from being with you this week was some little tidbits of information that humanizes this whole thing. And one of the things that I heard was that in the backpacks of these children, and we're talking about 10, 11, 12-year-old children, and these uh, children were blown to bits. I mean, literal body bits. But in the backpacks that they were carrying in there, that I <laughs> heard that us. there were that there were medical supplies there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I guess first some food aid. and first aid mm -hmm. that was in their backpacks. I forgot who, who made this testimony. Maybe it, it was one of well, the panel tours. Maybe read. Kathy did. I think they got Kathy it from Kelly. UNICEF. These were... The, the day before. Right. Imagine and and the, the image UNICEF. is of these children rejoicing that they have first aid. I can imagine I'm a child. I've got the first I got a backpack. I've got this first aid in my backpack. I'm going to go home with my to my family. Look what I got, Mom and Dad. Look what I got. Kathy said they were excited. Yeah. Look what I got. Mm -hmm. And then out of the sky, an American, a Yuzian bomb. Falls. And there was a there was a photograph of a little boy, eight-year-old boy, who had survived that attack. And that his eyes had seen into the blackness of, of horror. It, it, it was a very moving photograph. Do you know where we can see that? I don't. I don't know. What, I, I saw it online somewhere, yeah. I think. Yeah. We should look at those pictures. Yeah. And should. I've come inured to them. And next up is episode 31. Yeah. So and this this one is not serious. It is not serious. Right. Um, I wanted to, or we were talking to each other about how TV saved our marriage. Right. And that um, was what it was. It was about. Yeah. Ostensibly. Right? Ostensibly. About TV. Right. Through but our lives. This next part, uh, or the part that you're going to hear, that was part of that episode, is something that Alan just loves to talk about. <laughs> we wanted to talk a bit about uh, television. Yes. And there was a lot of television I watched today. I, I had a lot of work to do today. And about 10 o'clock, I sat down and started watching the Cohen hearing. Right. And, and it was break yourself It was 12 o'clock. It was like when, when, when Cohen said, it's like he said, listen, um, uh, Chairman, I got to go piss. <laughs> Did he really? Well, he didn't use those words. But he said, he said could we please have a, can we have an adjournment, oh, okay. please? I, 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 I can't think anymore. Really? And, 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 and Cummings said, uh, oh, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, uh, so we're going to adjourn now for about 15 minutes. That's about how long it'll take me. Okay. <laughs> Squeeze it out. Boy, you guys, you love, he did not say that. I know he didn't say that. I knew what they were thinking. But did he say that's Everyone how long? Everyone knew what they were did thinking. Did he say that's how long it'll take me? Uh, no. Okay. No, Good. if I was, if I was this is a hearing in you Congress, you I'd say no, that's you not exactly what he said, but that's what he meant. I know, okay. I mean, you know. Yeah. A good piss is about 15 minutes. It's the walk there. Um, just, is anybody it's, counting? You know, if you listen to, if you do a kind of a bar crawl radio down, um, marathon, which I don't know why you'd want to do, there, but you could have you a, older, you could ha take a little sip of alcohol and every time Alan talks about pissing. And it starts uh, flowing. And <laughs> then you got to wait a little bit because it kind of oh, stop. stops. And we, we, I think that's one of the themes. I think, if, you know, we've been saying, what is the theme of our <laughs> radio? What is radio? radio about? I think it's urination. 
No, it's urination. <laughs> no, it's urination. No, no. I'm not, just a city. Not me. I never use the restroom. Urination, I'm need, a city. I never need to do that. I've noticed that. <laughs> you never use the bathroom. You know who doesn't use the bathroom is our son. It's so funny growing up. He never... He never was in the bathroom. We, like, we'll, we would go on trips and we'd pull into the... Um, yeah, and it'd be a long, but like hours. What do they call it? The area, the rest areas, the yeah. service areas. And, um, and, and we'd all be of us running. Would be, yeah, all of us would have to go, <laughs> and Harry would just gotta stay go, in the car. Gotta go, gotta go. So don't and you have to like, go? No. No. All right, all right, and then five hours later, we're stopping and <laughs> you gotta go now, because I, I gotta go. <laughs> Can I go first? So, no, I don't care. I don't it's okay. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. I think he absorbs it or something. I don't know. He sweats it out. It's not like you're a camel where you're, you're not holding that water there. All right, so we're supposed to talk today about TV. So yeah. for episode 34, we covered the World Poetry Movement event for a world without walls held at the St. Illuminators Armenian Apolistic Apostolist. How do you say that word? Apostolic? Apostolic, Apostolic yeah. Cathedral Apostolic, yeah. over on the east side. And this was on February in 2019. And they were had a series of poetry readings, and we recorded the whole thing. But then some of them we really liked, the poets, and we invited the poets onto Bar Crawl Radio. And we were taken with one in particular, and this is um, Lisa Witten's rendition of Imagine. Yeah, my it's favorite. Re- it's really cute. Absolutely. So, Lisa, we really enjoyed the reading that you did while we were uh, uh, listening of the um, Imagine. Thank you. That was brilliant. So what brought you to poetry? Um, so for me, I don't consider myself a poet, but I love writing. And when um, I feel like any time that I feel emotionally not in a good place or I feel like our world is in a good place, then I turn to poetry. But that's not my typical go-to. And I would say the last few years it's been my go-to quite a bit just because of the nature of our society right now. So what do you get from it? From You, you mean you, it's your go-to to write it or mm-hmm. to read it? To write it and to, to write, read it. And to read it. Yes. So what do you get from it? For, for me, um, when I write it, it's like an emotional release. It's like I get all of or at least some of the pain that I, I'm feeling inside and some of the tension and stress about what could possibly happen or what is happening in the world. And um, when I read it, it makes me realize that this isn't something that's just happened right now and that societies throughout time have suffered many kinds of pain and that the pain that we're having right now isn't the same as what other societies and cultures have experienced, but that they have persevered. So I guess in that way, it helps me yeah. to see that. I, I, I think we should uh, hear the poem that she read at the oh, okay. All right. World yeah, Without yeah, yeah. Walls uh, because... Uh, this is a pretty wild thing that, that you did. And I, again, you were cast because of oh, this. Oh, <laughs> I see. Okay, I get it now. What you wanted me to say was, yeah. and we thought we'd like to hear, we want to share with our listening audience. There you go. The poem, Imagine. The second one, um, I'm sure you're very familiar with. I always go back to this song. Um, it's from my childhood. Um, but it brings me peace when I'm feeling very down and lately the last two years that's been quite a bit imagine there's no heaven it's easy if you try no hell below us and above us only sky imagine all the people living for today 
Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for. Imagine all the people living in peace. You, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. Imagine, no possessions. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger, a brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people sharing all the world. You, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will live as one. And then in episode 59, we did a ripoff of a couple of really cool girls that we met at the MAPCOM, Allison Burns and Lulu this, Picard. This is the... Um, I was going to say... say MAPCOM. Tip, I said MAPCOM, yeah. Yeah, but what is MAPCOM? Oh, what is MAPCOM? Uh, it's Mid-Atlantic uh, podcast, podcast... Conference. Conference, right. right. But they've changed... He's they've changed, changed the names. They've changed it now to uh, another name, but I don't else. remember what it is. What? <laughs> independent, anyway. Indie Podcast <clears throat> Conference. Right, Independent Podcast. Okay. Right. I've got his card right here. We ripped off Allison Burns and Lulu Picard's podcast called 10K. That's the numeral 10, the letter, capital letter K, 10K Ripoff, in which they uh, imagine what they would do with $10,000 and a vacation. And we so loved the idea. We wanted to do it ourselves. Right. But we broke the rules. Oh, yes. We totally broke the rules of 10K, a 10K dollar day vacation. And Alan talked about his favorite topic again. I, I, I guess I did, didn't I? I think you did, yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think I'm through that, that period. All right. So this is episode <laughs> I doubt 59 it. of Bar Pro Radio. Said to me, yeah. He said to me, Becky, I want you to plan your dream vacation. Dream vacation. Oh right. my God. So yeah, let's let's do the 10K. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I didn't stick to the rules, but you did, I assume. You didn't stick to the rules? No. Wait, because you, you, you didn't spend uh, well, 10K? No, no, I didn't. You didn't? No, I didn't spend 10K. Not at all. Oh, well, I You're, didn't either. Wait. Oh, you didn't? No. Okay, so we didn't stick I didn't to the either. rules. No. So I thought before we actually get to the vac- vacay. How can you keep it to 10K? If you're going to do a dream vacation, how well can you it. keep it to 10,000? Right. And, 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 and um, we would love to hear from you out there in Bar Crawl Radio Land about your 10K vacation. Exactly. You can email us at barcoradio at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And listen to our friends. And listen to our friends, 10K, 10, 10K Dollar Days. 10, the number 10, with a K, Dollar Day Podcast. And that's... Uh, and Dream Away, right? That's uh, Lulu and Allison. And then Dream Away. So you tell us what, what is yours. And we're going to talk today about our 10K or more or less... Less? vacation. Yeah, well, it could be less. What's the point so in less? Tower. All right, before we get to our, our actual vacations. That we have, that right. you've told I me the went plan. Yes. and I looked up the most expensive hotel suites in the world. Oh, yeah. Let me see if they beat the ones I found. <laughs> Wait okay. a second. Let me get okay. my notes. There's a, there's a, there's, oh, you look this too. There's 10 of them I found, and three of them are actually in New York City. Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. the, there's a five-bedroom terrace suite, the Mark in New York, mm-hmm. and its daily rate is, uh-huh. what do you guess? Daily rate. 
daily rate for the mark in the five bedroom terrace suite? Um, 3,000. <laughs> it's not that much. No, it's, it's more. so much more. Wow, how much is it? Go on. Okay, 5,000? <laughs> 10,000? That's our whole vacation. One night. No, come on, tell me, tell me. 75,000. Wait, what is 75,000 a night. What's the amenities? All right, I went, I, I looked get? at the amenities. I looked at the, I looked at the amenities. Um, you get a, like a five bedrooms. You get a hair blower. You get to go up on the roof. Oh, five bedrooms. There is a fire pit up oh, on the so roof. Oh, you, so you bring a bunch of people. Okay, so we're sharing this. All right, yeah, 75,000 split. So yeah. I was thinking... You get to go up on now, the roof, and it's five people, and it's and right. how many beds? So it's only $20,000 a person. Yeah. Right. But how many beds? Well, Did I mean, it would be, it'd be worth it if we, like, invited 500 people <laughs> and split it between them. Well, maybe people do. Maybe they have weddings there They're or like something. like, sleep in this thing. Who knows? Yeah. That's crazy. $75,000? Right, the, the most expensive one. That's not... That's not the most expensive. I'm going to have a heart attack. The Royal Penthouse Suite in Geneva. It's in oh, the okay, Geneva. President Wilson Hotel. Yeah. Is $80,000 a night. What do you get? All right. I don't know what you get. I, 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 80000 But what I was Geneva. figuring out is that if you break it down, yeah. that's $0.93 cents a second. <laughs> oh, we can afford that. All right. $0.93 cents a second. All right. So just think about this podcast and how much it's 80, podcast. 80000 Okay. 80000 How much so, we're making. So let's say you sleep for seven hours. In this, um, oh no! In this royal penthouse sleep. suite. If you're spending 93 seconds. All right, but you got to sleep sometime. 93 cents a that second. That seven you hours don't sleep. of sleep is cost twenty five thousand two hundred dollars. Yeah, no, you don't sleep. Twenty five thousand. What a waste of okay. time. To make a what pe- a waste of money. To make a peanut and je- jelly sandwich, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, that's a meager three hundred dollars. Oh, that's what minutes. they charge. Right. No, no, no. That's what. How much? Oh, I see. It costs you the time. Oh, okay. Okay. And a bathroom visit. Oh, for you would be six hundred. For me, it would be a thousand. <laughs> you really put things in. Oh, I, 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 I put, I you, put it, you, you I put it together. You bring it right down to right. the important things. Right. In life. <laughs> to me, the royal suite, the plaza. My sweets. It's been fun working with you. Um, even if no one ever listened to Bar Crow Radio, just sitting in a bar and having a drink with you. And talking about stuff that's interesting. And then talking to interesting people. Talking to interesting people is the best part. Besides talking to you. Thank you, sweetie. Talking to other interesting people is really fun, too. And um, I love our other, other nights. Um, Yeah, it's been great. And Um, if anyone wants to drop in and sees us uh, broadcasting or recording at either Gephards or... Five uh, Napkins. Five Napkins or any other place on the Upper West Side... Uh, please, uh, you know, drop in. We'll give you give you a chance to do a shout out. I'm off to um, Washington D.C. now to do uh, another Witness Against Torture event. I'll be talking with some of the people there who are really putting themselves on the line for peace activism and to try to get those men who are incarcerated at the, at, uh, at Guantanamo to give them a trial, at least to give them a trial. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I'm sure we're going to squeeze in another other other week there, and uh, we'll have to figure out what our topic will be. Yeah, I have no idea. Looking back, looking forward. Looking forward. We'll see. I'll I'll come up with something. I know you will. Okay, sweetie. Time to have dinner. Yes. Love you. Love you. Love you.